You're listening to VO Stories, Episode 95. Today's episode, I'm talking with Emmy-nominated actress, founder of Actor Inspiration and Such a Light, Wendy Braun. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Tina Zaremba, voiceover talent, mentor, and good old-fashioned storyteller. I believe we all have a story to tell. We can all learn from one another. I created this podcast for you, the VO artist who's ready to embrace all that your VO journey has to offer. You'll be inspired, informed, and transformed as you learn from industry experts, VO talents, and my insights from 15 years in the industry, having voiced national commercials to promos and everything in between. Success in voiceovers is more than just a snazzy voice, and this podcast will help show you the way. Thanks for listening. Happy Thursday, friends. So today's guest has over 75 television and film credits. She's an Emmy-nominated actress, has a reoccurring role on the Netflix original series Atypical, which I love, a ton of voiceover and on-camera commercial credits to her name. And as if that's not enough, she's the founder of Actor Inspiration, an online site that helps actors up-level their career through guided meditations and visualization techniques and more. Basically, the actor inspiration is known as a daily dose of vitamin C for the actor's mind, body, and soul. Without further ado, here's my chat with Wendy. So Wendy, where in the world are you today? Hi, uh, where in the world? I am in my garage. No, in a booth. Yes, I am. I'm in a garage in my booth in Los Angeles. I have a uh, voiceover booth in my garage where it's totally, hopefully totally soundproof. (laughs) It sounds like it. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm so happy to. And congrats on all the awesome work you've done with this podcast. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. So in addition to being a voiceover actor, you act for TV and film. And this is voiceover stories. Everyone has a story. So what's the story to you finding this career path? Oh my gosh. Uh, You know, the short, short story is, I guess, I was the scarecrow in The Wiz in seventh grade. (laughs) I think that's where it all began, where I was five foot 10 at age 13, and I felt really gawky and awkward and too tall. And then I was cast as a scarecrow and could use all of that awkwardness in a role in, in a way. It was just in junior high. It wasn't like professionally, but it just saved my soul. And I think that moment of performing and feeling at home in my skin at a time when I didn't feel at home in my skin uh, on stage was really like captivating for me. So I think it all sort of started there. Um, I didn't know I would be doing it professionally, but I always knew I loved it. And then, you know, I moved out to LA shortly after college and um, just sort of found my way over through a lot of rejection and different things. I I started out doing commercials and indie films, and then voiceover actually came sort of after doing a bunch of commercials uh, on camera. How did that come about? Did your agent just say, try this out, or? Um, How did my first voiceover, um, I remember a casting director was telling me, um, I was doing a lot of on-camera stuff, and uh, one of the campaigns I did as a spokesperson wanted me to do all the radio spots. And so that was a very lucky foray into voiceover. But before then I was, I think I, I think before then I always knew like I'd wanted to get into voiceover. Uh, I didn't really know how before that happened. I asked an agent, this will help, I guess, any actor who's listening is, you know, I was, I was with an agency that had a voiceover department and I wasn't, I didn't have like a big campaign at the time. And I asked 
the voiceover agent who is great to study with. Instead of going to the voiceover department and saying, how can I get with you? I was like, who is great to study with? Because I realized this is an art form that I don't know about and I need training. So that was, I will say that was probably the best question I asked. Because she even said, wow, no one comes and asks us that. They all ask us how we can rep them. And I went to study with a, a casting director and I just thought, you know, if I study with the casting director who's really knowledgeable and in the world of VO, then at least I'll, I'll get a great education and maybe they'll bring me in. And I remember actually at the time they did and they brought me in like without having an agent. So then I could go back to that agent months later and, and with the update, hey, I'm training with so-and-so, you know, so that is how that started. And then I remember years later, you know, maybe it was like two years later, I was at a totally different agency and I got like that campaign because I had also trained and then I was, I was doing the on-camera part. But it did start out with me just training and being interested and learning and, and, you know, and that blossomed over many, many years. And I will also say this to inspire your <laughs> awesome listeners is that um, there was a guy who remained nameless, but he used to tell me like, voiceover was really hard. And I just remember not listening to him. I just remember going, you know, and none of you can listen to the people who say it's really hard to get into. And I know Tina, you know, I've talked about, yeah. you know, it's like, our thoughts about it. Like, it's really hard to book a campaign. It's like, well, let's maybe as we start 2020, eliminate all the negative thoughts that are not going to empower us to get what we want. And I remember him saying that and I thought, well, maybe for you or maybe for people, you know, or maybe that's just your thing, but that's not going to be my story. And I just remember making a decision in that moment going, no, it's going to be easy. Mm. And uh, I still did the work, you know, I still did the work, but I, I had a mindset that it, it would be easy. And, and, um, and yeah. It, it and it will, I mean, it came to you in time. Did you by chance do the landmark forum? I did not. I, I did not. I've studied a lot of amazing spiritual thought leaders over the years. I mean, I used to watch Leo Pascalio with my parents. Yeah. On TV. Like, I'm dating myself now, but I grew up watching Wayne Tyre and I love Louise Hay and like they're all my sort of spiritual gurus, you know? Uh-huh. And so I, I never did the landmark forum, but I, I definitely am, a, you know, a one that believes we create our life through first through where we focus and how it makes us feel, you know? So. This is a little, well, no, it's on topic, but was there anything within your career, be it voiceovers or acting, where it was proven to you that, wow, what I think about where I place my attention really does matter in the manifestation of my career? Like where it was just an example from the universe, like, whoa. Um, yeah, my entire IMDb. <laughs> like, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think, you know, it's a, com- and it is, Here's the thing. It's a combination of, of, like you say, where I put my focus, how it makes me feel, and then what I do with that. And to talk today even about like, how do you create an, a new year for yourself? It's, it's coming from a place of knowing that I have to be in alignment first. And then I also have to ask for what I want you know, and take action, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I probably have a million stories of like how this turned into that. But I think the thing that might help people the most is that when it wasn't working out, I would just go back to my tools of like, who am I being? What am I saying? You know, what am I thinking? And then what am I doing? And I always tried to realign those first three things before I would take more action. And when I would do that over and over again, I would get new results rather quickly versus having a year slump or even a five month slump or something. I would, you know, and I would try to, I would try to look at who I was being before I would take more action. And I, it took me years to figure that out, but um, yeah. the early years I did a lot of action. I was like, what, what, you know, and so many actors are like, what do I have to do? What more do I have to do? Just give me the list. 
But if what you're doing isn't aligned with feeling good and what make lights you up, then it really doesn't lead. If you, it's like the should do list, you know, you're doing that really heavy list of all the things you think you should do. That doesn't really actually lead to what you want as much as aligning with feeling good first and finding out what that is. So that takes a little, that takes the inner work. And a lot of people are like, no, 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 just give me the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the inner work is, is, is really where it's at. So this is the perfect segue because you've been a mentor of mine and you've created an amazing program and are the founder of Actor Inspiration. Talk a little bit about that and why you decided to create it. Yeah, you know, actorinspiration.com is a website that was born out of my wanting to get inspired on a daily basis as an actor. I think it's why I called it actor inspiration. I'm like, I just want more actor inspiration. And I I couldn't find it at the time anywhere online where it was like daily inspiration specifically for actors and and those on the creative path. You know, I love Dwayne Dyer and I love Louise Hay and I loved all these thought leaders, but, and Tony Robbins, but they weren't talking about how to apply it for my auditions. You know, they weren't speaking Mm -hmm. the actor's language. And so I, you know, it was combined with that. And then I would do a lot of panels at the time where people afterwards would ask me questions and I would answer the question, but I would keep getting the same question. And I was like, wow, I I bet I could help a lot more people if I would just start blogging about the answer, my specific answer on on my journey. And and that started, my God, I want to say like almost 10 years ago and I've been blogging ever since. So there's a lot of, um, yeah, I I, I just came out of my love for inspiring and sort of learning as I go and then helping other people along the way. And so every blog post on my site is geared to help actors do what we're talking about right now. And then over time, I created guided meditations because I love the whole voiceover world and I love the whole inspirational spiritual world. And then I created a course and it's all been like this wonderful evolution over time of of um, my journey of loving to help other people as I, I guess, live my own career and life. So, yeah. What do you think, what have you seen as the most challenging aspect for the actors that take your program. I'll tell you mm. what I found because I went through the program. Yeah. But I found yeah, my, my my program is called the Success Breakthrough Workshop and it's like yeah. a six week online course that combines my guided meditations and the inner and outer work that you know I I've used myself and helped a lot of actors. Um, hundreds of actors now are all over the world, yourself included. So tell me, yeah, you tell me what your biggest challenge was and I will happily speak to it. I can talk like there's no tomorrow about, um, you know, being in alignment, trusting the universe, but actually doing that and letting go. Oh, I Mm. never realized how controlling I was that it was actually doing the inner work. I wanted, I found myself, I don't know if it was just my ego wanting to go to the modules that were about actual implementation and putting together, you know, the people that we know and the network that we reach out to. Yeah. Yeah, That was, that's what you wanted to go to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Of course. Of course. Because look, we all want to be, we all want to go to the doing because the doing is not as deep. And it's, it's really easier. It's like, yeah, let me put a list together of like casting directors that I need to reach out to. Great. But if we're coming from a place of lack or fear or self-doubt, reaching out to those people and we're putting stuff together and we're like not really believing in ourselves and like, then all that work is like year after year, we're like, wow, I keep doing, but nothing's happening. And so the inner work is the stuff that people run from because it's, 
it can be a little painful to take a mirror and go, how am I contributing to what's not working and how can I shift it? And, and the thing, and myself included, you know, it's, it's for years, I was a type A doer who, who is like, you know, and I remember meeting my husband who at the time was on a series and I was like, he was a series regular at the time on a show on Lifetime and, and I remember saying like, well, did you, did you like do a postcard mailing? Like how, how and he, I remember he said five words that changed my life. And he looked at me and he's like, what is a postcard mailing? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even know what one was. And I was busy, like frantically trying to make it happen. I think I had just done an episode of Lost and I was like, I got to get my postcards out. So casting sees that I'm working. It was just all from such a place of desperation. And he had such a sense of ease. And, and he was on a series. And so I learned in that moment, I was like, wow, I think I need to look at what I'm doing and the energy behind it and shift why and the, the being of it. And, and when I did that, I started getting offers. I, yeah, I got an episode of General Hospital that I was offered and it turned into 10 episodes. And then that character was offered to come to a, a spinoff show as a series regular. And that was over the course of like, the next year, like I became a series regular when I, with no postcard and no audition and, and I shift who I was being. And so that was, and then I married him too. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, he, he sort of taught me that just in that moment, just asking me, just him not knowing. So that, that was, so my story was like, I have to do this. And his story was not that story. And it showed me like, wow, what if we shifted our story of how hard we have to work of what we have to do? And it's not to say we don't have to take action. I'm still to this day, like, I love taking action. Look, I blog every week. I love, I put my course together. I still actually do do a postcard. Now it's like, hey, I'm up for an Emmy or whatever. It's different. And it comes from a different energy place. But to speak to your initial question is that is just noticing my whole thing in my course and in everything I teach is just conscious awareness. And when we're aware, when we acknowledge and accept, we can transform. And if we don't acknowledge what's going on and we can't accept that we need to do some inner work, then we can't transform our lives. That's, that's the thing to just get back to. It's like, I'm going to acknowledge this feels not so great and I'm going to dive into it and know that I'm okay. I once heard someone say the doing is only as effective as the being. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I think also too, Tina, is like a lot of people don't know how to teach shifting who you're being. Like people just know how to give you a list of more to do. And through my own guided meditations, when I saw people in a room, actors, grown men bawling their eyes out or grown women, you know, sobbing from listening to an audio of mine and really shifting and releasing like, you know, and forgiving themselves and just getting into a different feeling space. And then things would happen so much faster. I realized, well, that's why shifting how you feel shifts everything, not necessarily shifting what you do, Mm -hmm. right? If, If you don't shift how you feel first, then you're doing from that same place of like worry, doubt, fear, not believing. You're like, you're going, watch this not work, <laughs> you know? Totally, totally. So you touched upon it, the, the new year. This month's theme actually for me is new year, new you. How I do love you, it. Why do you think so many people will set goals and then by February they fall off the wagon? Look, um, I think... 
I think a couple of reasons. I, first of all, I, you know, I look, I'm a big Tony Robbins fan and he's all about a very, the very masculine approach is take massive action, right? It's like, get up every morning and, and do, do more, right? Take massive action. But I think for actors, sometimes even in the start of the new year, that taking massive action can actually be counterproductive because as we sort of talked about today, when your actions come from that energy of lack or frustration or doubt, and you didn't shift that inner game, they're not going to result in success. So if you make a New Year's list and you start doing more from the same energy and the same sort of state of mind that you were in last year, you're probably going to get similar results, you know? So the first thing I like to have actors do is to sort of let go of the should do list. So if you start out the new year with the all the things you think you should do and you're just bringing them on the list from last year, all those stuff that you didn't do last year that felt really heavy to you, mm-hmm. I invite you today to cross them off the list and not start the year with what feels like heavy, like, okay, I'm going to make, right? I'm going to make myself do more of X, Y, or Z. When you do that, you change the energy. I think also we, we set goals from a conscious level, but unless we upgrade like our subconscious mind, nothing will change. And people are like, well, how do, you, how do you do that? Well, the fastest way to actually reprogram the subconscious mind is through guided meditation and visualization because it responds, the subconscious mind responds to how you feel. And that is why shifting how you feel will shift your energy. You know, will shift everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know, it's interesting. I feel as though, speaking about feelings, yes. so often our society and culture has this perception that if it's not hard, then it's not of value. Yes. Yes. It's a very sort of American way of like, you, you have to struggle to get there. And I'm all for, I, I'm all for doing the work. But to me, when you are in alignment, the action that feels inspired then doesn't feel like work. Like, have you ever done something where you had to be in the doing of it, but you were so enjoying it that you didn't, it didn't feel like a struggle. You were like, I could do this all day. Have you had that moment? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so it's not to say that everything's going to be amazing. Look, I just had to fold laundry with my kids. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And sometimes you just have to fold the laundry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know? But you can put on music. Sometimes I put on the devil went down to Georgia and we do the dishes. That's a little more in alignment and see if we can get it done by the end of the song. And then I'm also showing them like old school music. Uh, (laughs) Then just, you know, being up in everyone's like, hey, come do the dishes, being like the cranky mom. So there's, I'll give you one little thing. If you guys want to work out more this year and you're like, oh, I got to work out, I got to, one little word that will help you, I think, uh, one word you can omit from your vocabulary this year that will help is the word try mm. and just replace it for commit. So the night before you, you say you're going to try to work out, you're not going to work out. You say you're going to try to work out tomorrow. You are for sure not going to do it. Yeah. Oh, my little, my little emails. On. Um, but <laughs> if you, sorry about that. Uh, but if you tell yourself, like my husband will say like, Oh, I'm going to try to work out tomorrow. I'm like, well, you're not going to go. So why don't you just not bother? <laughs> But because we both will go together. I'm like, why don't we say, I'm going to commit. Then when you commit, what does that look like? That actually feels different in your body to say, I am going to commit. What that feels like for me in my own home is like, I put my shoes out. I get my workout outfit out. I make myself, I'm aware in my mind. I got to go to bed by nine or 10. What do I have to do to do that? You know, to get up early, to work out before my kids go off to school. Like I've gotten up at 5.30 before to do that. And I have to say, I, com- I'm gonna, I commit. I tell the entire house, I am committing. 
And I've gotten to the place where I'll go at 5.30 and I'll come back at 7. And I say to my kids, I did not want to go, you guys, but don't, how do I feel when I'm done? And they're always like, you always feel better, (laughs) you know? So I've trained the house. I've trained my brain. I've trained all of it to know that it feels good to commit. So right there is a great example of like, it's still work. It's still like, do I want to do it? Maybe not. But if I say try, it gives me an out. I actually made up an acronym for the word try. Well, it's kind of an acronym. T-R-Y is to reverse your intention. I just threw the your intention in. But I feel like when you try to do something, you're actually reversing your reason. So you're not going to try anymore in 2018. Like, I'm going to try to put my reel together. No, you're not. You're going to commit. And then... And then when something does feel like work, Tina, what has helped me is I just try to go to the end place first. So I go to the feeling place of how will it feel to be home at 7 a.m. having done my workout. That will feel amazing. How will it feel to have redone my demo reel for voiceover or whatever it is you're working on? That will feel, I go to the feeling place and I, and I really just try to sit. As an actor, we're also imaginative. It's like, let's imagine ourselves feeling good after we get the task done that we want to do and then and then act. Then the yes. action is inspired. Then it feels good. Then you're actually led to different actions. Sometimes you'll be like inspired to do something totally unrelated first, you know, that will lead you to an easier solution. I feel like our intuition is always guiding us. We're just, we don't get quiet enough to listen sometimes, myself included, as I like to talk your ear off. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You are just like a wealth of wisdom. Where can folks learn more about you and your program? Oh, you know, I have a a totally free um, video series I'm doing this month and a free online masterclass, but I walk actors through insider tips and strategies, kind of like we talked about today, but more um, to help them make this their best year yet. Actually, you can go to actorinspiration.com slash my best year yet. And I will send you some free videos that will help you, you know, dive deep into what we talked about today. Love it. Love it. Love it. So before we go, can you share one unexpected tip or trick for voiceover performers? Ooh, unexpected. Let's see. I don't know. You know, one little trick that I I hope everyone automatically does this, but anytime I am in a booth doing voiceover, I use my whole body. Even when I'm playing a mom in a Gap ad talking about a holiday sale, it's not just voice. It's, they're just only capturing your voice. But you should think of yourself like as if you're on camera, as if you're in the scene, as if you're, I mean, obviously you got to stay on mic if you're walking into a scene or sometimes I'll be leaving a scene. I'll be like, everyone get in the car and I'll walk away from the mic and, or something like that. But I, I'm, I use my full body to record my voice. Does everyone already do that? I hope everyone does that. Yeah, well, no, I think some people can be talking heads, especially when you're first starting out and you're putting your hands in your pockets. So that's totally heard and appreciated. And then one other tip that I think will help a lot of, I know you have a lot of working pros too who listen to you is at the end of the session, when I say thank you, I even write it on my sides, like get email. I say, thank you so much. What is the best email to get the spot when it's ready? right? That's how I word it. What's the best email? Because it might not be, and sometimes they'll say, you know, we'll send it to your agent and that's fine. Sometimes they'll give me a producer's email and I will follow up. And I, it's not the next day. I'll wait, you know, three weeks or a month and I'll get the spot. So collect your work if you can. And the great way to just an open-ended question that gets you what you need is, oh, that's great. You guys, what's the best email to get a copy of this when it's ready? That's another little hot tip for you. Thank you for that tip. And I am 
so appreciative for you and all your work and for the actor inspiration. Tina, thank you so much. This is so much fun. You're awesome. Thank Keep you. doing what you're doing too. Thank it's you. fun to help others as you succeed as well. I love watching you, your breakthroughs. Thank you, Wendy. I love, love, love how she encourages us to drop the word try and replace it with commit. I also so appreciate Wendy's thoughts on how to approach goals for 2020. Move into alignment first. Action comes after that, but move into alignment. Yes. Guys, as a former student of Wendy's, I highly recommend you check out her free training. Again, that website is actorinspiration.com forward slash my best year yet. Alrighty, until next week, here's to owning our voices 